Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on taking time in this life to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Staying healthy is unbelievably important when you're trying to make a difference in this world. But it is hard to stay motivated by yourself, and let's be honest, who likes driving to the gym to work out around a bunch of strangers? This is where TDH Virtual comes in. Yoga and dance classes right from your house with the support of a virtual community. Truly the best of both worlds. Good news, if you want to jump on board right now for your free trial, you will lock in your early bird rates. So don't wait. Go to www.thedancinghouse.com and get started today. Well, I am excited about this podcast because I'm not by myself today. This is the first time that we've tried this where we are going to record a conversation. So I've got my amazing wife, Susie K. Kinzera, next to me. And what we're going to do is we're going to try our best to have a candid conversation about a big issue that we see in our culture that has everything to do with Jesus Never Ran, and that is just the crazy busy world that we live in. Now, this thought came from the idea when you read the Gospels and you read about Jesus, anytime somebody came to him and asked him for something, he stopped and he addressed whatever the need was. And it didn't matter who it was or what they stood for or what kind of status they had. He would stop for the lepers. He would stop for the sick. He would stop for the religious leaders. He would stop for his disciples. He would stop for men, women, you name it. They wanted his attention. He stopped and he gave it to them. But when we look around our world today, we see people who seem to be incapable of stopping. And I think the problem that we are seeing, that Susie and I are noticing, is that we are so busy and so incapable of stopping that we are leaving people behind and we are leaving relationships behind and we are sacrificing people for the sake of accomplishing whatever it is that we're so busy Mm -hmm. doing. So Susie, (laughs) what do you think about that? Well, first, hello, everybody. And I think this is an incredibly important conversation because I can give from my own personal life experiences some examples of things that have just caused concern for me and have been frustrating for me, whether it's in personal relationships I have or it's in work-related relationships that we have. Um, And it just feels like we are losing the art of loving people well, the art of neighboring. I know there's a whole book on that out there that you can read. Um, But it just seems like we're falling short of really the true authentic gospel message, which is to love your brother and your sister and to love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And I think sometimes we get so focused on loving the Lord our God with all of our heart and we get caught up in our purpose. But purpose... And purpose is good. We all need purpose to feel like we're living this super fulfilled life. I get that. But it almost seems like our purpose lately is at the cost of our relationships. 
and I like how you called it an art form. I think in our world, people just assume relationships come easy or they just are what they are and we don't have to work at them. I think we think in the terms of, you know, like a spouse, we think, oh, we've got to work on that relationship. But just in general, in the world, it really is an art form, this idea of um, really thinking through how to care for one mm -hmm. another, how to love one another, how to make sure that other people aren't feeling hurt by your words or actions. But I'm completely convinced that the vast majority of people in our culture are not only not doing that art form well, but they're not even considering it. Like I think we're so focused on careers, kids, household, whatever, that we are not even considering that the ways that we're treating other people are causing hurt. I think the thing that I've realized, because this has been something that I used to pride myself in, that I'm an initiator in relationships and in friendships. And I think I got so hurt by people no longer, you know, asking me how I was or if I wanted to get together with them that somewhere along the way in these last three to four years, I have lost the passion for like the art of friendship, the art of neighboring, because I'm like, why am I putting myself out there and not getting the response that I would hope for and yet it's not coming back to me in return like people aren't asking you know me the same questions I'm asking them you know in life and I'm not saying that that's right Matt said this was going to be a very candid conversation it is but I think I just got tired and beat down from it and I I do understand that God has gifted me that way to be a go-getter to be an initiator to be an inclusive gatherer and all those things. But I think a person can only do that for so long without like emptying their love tank and not having it refilled. And so I just need to, to I needed to, and I think I still am like experiencing some healing from this because I don't feel like I've been loved well by some of my relationships where I've really felt like I've poured myself into people. And so, you know, that's just a growing and maturing thing for me. I think one of the other sad things for me is Matt and I feel like we have something to offer the world that we're very compelled in our lives. We're very passionate people, specifically for me in the area of marriage and encouraging couples. And I'll get all of these really fun ideas to encourage couples through these date nights, through our content and our material, even how we set up the date night, the atmosphere, the activities that the couples will do to make their connections greater. And we will call places. <laughs> I won't say who we call and no, how we go about that. Do not say who we call. But, but we will call people that we have been in relationship with and they know what we're doing. They know what we're capable of. They know our hearts and our passion and our drive and our enthusiasm. And they just won't even call us back. And I just think that is so sad, Matt. I think it's so sad because it speaks two different things to me. It speaks that we don't matter enough to them and what God has asked us to do doesn't matter to them. But I think it's more so just that they're so worn down from how busy their schedules are and their lives are that they want to get back to us but they they don't have the margin they don't have the understanding of how to set boundaries or how to schedule calling us back i'm not quite sure so i'm trying to take the positive route i'm trying not to think it's a personal 
you know, attack against who we are and what we're trying to accomplish and do. But let me just tell you, it makes being an entrepreneur very frustrating at times and um, very sad too. Yeah, I agree with all of that that you just said. And I think the key point is that we have an understanding that people don't respond. And this isn't just us. This is everybody. People don't respond to phone calls or texts or whatever. Uh, And it's likely because they're too busy. But that doesn't make it feel any less hurtful. It doesn't. And the bigger question that has to be asked is, how can you possibly be so busy that you can't return a quick phone call or a text or a Facebook messenger or however somebody reaches out to you? And the reality is even a return of the answer being no or just saying I am too busy, you could even reach out and say, hey, got your phone call, got your text (laughs) message. I am swamped right now. I'm going to call you tomorrow or I'm going to call you next week. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's too much to ask. And our culture used to be really good at that. You know, Mm -hmm. I can think, uh, you know, when we were growing up and I can even think back to my grandparents when the phone rang, it got picked up. I know it was so beautiful. I want us to put an old school phone in our house. Like you guys have no idea how badly I want to get rid of my cell phone and all social media. Like I... I keep contemplating it so desperately because Matt and I very much have tasted the simple life and we love the simple life. And until it's that we're trying to accomplish something and we need people to know about what we're doing, that we have to we have to navigate that world again. And, Play the game a little bit. And I think that's the other thing I want to talk about. Like, I feel like we are playing this game and I don't, I don't really have the answer, Matt. Like, I don't know the way out of this game. There's this fear, if I'm being honest, that if I'm not in the game and I'm not on social media, then how will people know what we're hopeful to accomplish with our missions? You know, like how will people know if we host a date night or how... Because nobody reads the newspaper anymore. (laughs) So I can't put it in the newspaper. I hang up posters, but there are so many posters around town and mine gets covered up. So like, I'm just really struggling with, you know, trying to figure out how do I, do I call people, you know, but I don't think they'll call me back or they'll even listen to my message. I have no idea, but I just know that you and I, our heartbeat is to inform people and let them know about what we're compelled about and what we're doing, but I just don't know the best route in doing that and getting swept up in that world. Yes, that is where the problem lies. Now, there's always a struggle when there's a large group of people doing the same thing that might not be healthy because it's that typical thing of, hey, everybody's doing it, almost like what you just said. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how not to do it because it's such a part of our culture. And the, the easy thing to say is, well, I'll just try to do it in moderation or I'll try to do it with healthy boundaries. But it doesn't lend itself to that. So social media doesn't lend itself to that. Busyness doesn't lend itself to that. Our culture doesn't lend itself to that. So we have to be extremely focused if we want to slow down in life. And we have to be extremely focused if we want to help people feel valued in this world. And I, when I picture Jesus... And when I, when I read about him, I try to picture him. And when I picture him, he just always seems 
so aware of the people around him. Where if you walk around anywhere in America today, the vast majority of people as they're walking are looking at their phones. The ones who aren't looking at their phones are so focused on wherever they're going, they're just moving and they're not really looking at what's around them. The idea of having anybody in a public place actually make eye contact with you is completely foreign. Mm -hmm. And so we've bought into this idea that this is just the way it is. And it's turning into excess. And Mm -hmm. we talk about this a lot in our family, that anything, anytime something gets excessive, it becomes a huge problem. And I would say our culture has created an excess of busyness, an excess of focus on social media, and we are paying the price dearly. And the place that we're paying that price is in our relationships. Those are in our marriage relationships, our relationships with our kids, our friends, and our coworkers, and even the strangers in our world. And we have, we're losing common courtesy. I don't deny there's some strange evolutionary process going on, but mankind won't be destroyed. The fact that you and I are working here today is evidence of that evidence. Each day, we are reminded of the role our faith plays in our lives. But does it play a role in our finances as well? Now, for the members of Thrivent Financial, it does. For over a century, Thrivent has been helping Christians blend faith, finances, and generosity. Because it's not just about making more, it's about doing more for your family, your church, and community. Learn more about Thrivent's unique mission by calling Kathy Jensen, Thrivent Financial Representative at 715-231-1662. Disclosures, licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management Incorporated, thrivent.com slash disclosures. I think what's so important about this podcast Like my hope would be that it would kind of be this wake up, this enlightening, you know, opportunity for people to say, am I doing that? Am I doing that with my friendships and the people that I love? And um, if you are a person that is purpose driven, then I want to say you probably are. Because I noticed with some of my friendships, um, we had this big conference that we did a few weeks back and uh girlfriend had texted me and wanted something from me that had to do with her purpose and what she was doing in life. And not once did she ask me, Hey, how did your conference go? You know, how are you doing? Like there was no pre-conversation. It was just like, Hey, can I get this contact for you for my event? And I just was really hurt by that. Like I, I was like, gosh, I'm sure I've done that too, though, you know? And so it was so good for me to experience that because I, and I apologize if there's any listeners that are friends with Matt and I that I've done that too, because that is not the person that I want to be in your world. That is not who I want to be. I want to be your greatest encourager and cheerleader. And so I just want to caution you as you are navigating your purpose in this world that it doesn't bulldoze and you know, take away your priority with your relationships and the people that you love. That is great advice, Susie. Here's the thing I'm thinking. The question we all have to ask ourselves is who do we want to be? Not what do we want to do, not what do we want to accomplish, but who we want to be. 
And then the second question we have to ask ourselves is, are we that person? Because I think if we really think, and the way that I think about this is I think about, well, who are the people that I really look up to that I love being around that? Right. When you're around them, you're like, this is the best because they make me feel so valued and we have so much fun. And when I think about those people, I think, you know, I want to be like that. I want somebody to say that and feel that way about me. So then the question is, well, am I that type of person? Do I really do that? And if I don't, that's okay, but what do I need to adjust in order to become mm -hmm. that person that I truly want to be? Because I think we have a lot of people in our world, and I would put myself right in this conversation a lot of times, especially when we get really busy, that we're not being the people that we want to be. And we're no. not being the people that we were created to be, these relational beings that put other people's needs above our own and put other people's needs above our purpose. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard Preach. thing. Because as an entrepreneur, you know, we know a lot of listeners who are listening to this know that it's a hard world going after something that you feel like God's put in your heart. But God would never, there's no way that Jesus would want us to go after that purpose at the expense of relationships because he had the greatest purpose ever in humanity and he didn't allow it to get in the way of his relationships. I mean, he could have played that card so easily. He could have played the I am God, I am Jesus card all the time, but he almost purposely avoided it so he could be everything he could be for the people that were around him. And that was everybody. Let that sit for a while. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, I mean, that's the whole point is people. And even in your, even in your mission, whatever your purpose is, is people. So if you're not serving and loving those people and sitting down and listening to them or calling them back and caring for them, then you're walking outside of your mission because it's all about people in your mission and in your purpose. So we just need to think about this. I thought it was awesome because Matt and I were on a date last night and this is how this conversation started. He was like, you know, I feel like with Jesus never ran, I'm trying to help people slow down so they can find their dream. So it's about slowing down and purpose and maybe I should just focus on one or the other so I can really be super impactful and he was asking me he's like you know me you know kind of our culture and what's happening in the world and what do you think is there one or the other that I should just really be focusing on and I said yes I think it's slowing people down because I think we're missing the point of how to love one another because we're even so overwhelmed with our purpose so then i responded and said could you help me record that on the next <laughs> podcast and i but, said sure yeah and i think um my perspective is there's two types of purposes uh there's a purpose that is put by god on all humanity that purpose is to be relational beings to be kind to be loving to be others focused that that's not something you have to ask is that my purpose that just is your purpose as a human being created by god that is your purpose towards humanity for everyone and then sure there's other purposes and we talk a lot about this at jesus never ran there's other purposes that are more specific to you but that purpose can never trump the first purpose right. the universal purpose has to still be at play when you are working on your individual purpose so whatever that that call on your specific life is that doesn't ever get to trump the universal purpose of being relational beings making sure we're putting others first because that's what jesus stood right. for i'm so guilty and i'm wondering if my fellow women entrepreneurs are guilty of this as well maybe we'll start our own support group 
But I love and adore my kids, but I know when I'm purposed focused that they always get from me in five minutes. Just give me a second, you know, just hang on. And I'm catching myself saying that. And I'm so excited because I'm taking this month off to just rest and restore my mind because we have had a busy season. Matt's been speaking with Rachel's challenge and we've been preparing these uh, marriage conferences, two huge, uh, three huge undertakings for us as a family. And I, at the end of this, you guys, I was feeling really miserable. I broke down bawling one night with Matt because I just felt like it's just so much and this isn't us walking and living in our truth. And Matt and I have created a mission statement together and we have went outside of that mission statement, even of the things that we should be, you know, involved in. And you always say, Matt, that no is a holy word. And I think it got the best of us these last couple months. So if that's you um, and you just feel like you're telling people in your life to hold on or hang on for five more minutes, like we really need to evaluate and start examining and say, wait a minute, what the heck? Like, this is not okay. Like I'm putting my relationships on hold for what, you know? So we don't have our kids in our house for very long. In the grand scheme of things, you know, 18 years really isn't that long. And we're learning that at this point because we have two teenagers and they're slowly but surely slipping out of our grasp. And I say that in, in a good way, like they're becoming who they're going to become and they're getting ready to get out of our house. And this isn't just a woman thing because I've caught myself doing the exact same thing. If Jesus was in my shoes and Georgia or Macy, our daughters, wanted to ask him something, he would stop whatever he was doing. (laughs) He would look him in the eye and he would listen like a good father would. I'm the type of person just like you are. When I'm focused on something, it's so hard for me to, to hit that pause button and give them attention. But what do I want to be remembered as in their lives? Do I want them to think of me as that person who was a, just a one more minute, just give me five more minutes? Or do I want them to remember me as the person that would stop everything to give them a few seconds of my time so they could tell me whatever it is that they wanted to tell me? Because that's often all it is. Mm-hmm. When they come to us and they want to share something with us, I mean, as teenagers, it's very rare that they want to sit down for a half an hour. Although it's... I think cars are special. They want to, they're chatty. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes they can be. But usually it's just a quick question that they have mm-hmm. or a quick thing that they want to show us that they're working on. And maybe it takes five minutes. Right. Here's the other thing that I noticed when my threshold is way past the point of no return. And we talked about this at our marriage conference a couple of weeks ago these these uh, we were talking about adventure adventures and how we should be adventuring with our significant others and making sure we're getting playtime and all that kind of stuff but we put on these false villain types of capes and i and when and this one cape specifically is called the cape of annoyance and the cape of annoyance in our lives occurs when our threshold is like way beyond where we should be and we're not enjoying our lives and so I actually tried this last week in the middle of preparing for our second conference. Georgia had something that she needed to navigate and work out with me. And I was sitting right here at this computer and I turned my chair around and I took a deep breath because I knew I was so focused on what I had to get done that like it wouldn't be I wouldn't be authentic with her because I was feeling annoyed and irritated like she was coming in to bother me or something, which is so wrong. So when I turned around, what I had to do and what I would encourage you to do when a loved one is trying to get your attention is to really just take in a super deep breath and think this thought, I want to be present right now. 
And that helped me so much be present with Georgia to the fact that I actually took 20 minutes with her until she left. I waited until she was done with the conversation. Yeah, I just waited. And I made myself think about like, I just, I made myself stop and think. And I just think we need to do that more. And we're not doing that enough. So I hope that made sense. It completely made sense. Here's another real life story that happened in our life just this week. Uh, I'd been gone all week, as Susie mentioned, speaking. I got home. I had some work I had to get done. Susie, just in the middle of nowhere, is like, canoe, river, what do you think? (laughs) Now, I had stuff I had to get done, but I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. So I just needed somebody to suggest slowing down and not working so hard and when we did it it was the oh best oh my gosh we we had the most amazing <laughs> time that we've had this entire month so because good. we just got out in god's creation our daughter one of our daughters came with us she and took she pillows sat, and blankets yeah, sat in the middle of the canoe and read it was just she had awesome. hot cocoa because it was like a perfect fall day it was beautiful and i can tell you i didn't get the work that i wanted to get done that day and i'm so thankful for it i would have much rather done that or i would have much rather taken that canoe trip than done anything else in the world and sometimes we just need those people in our lives to say hey let's get out on the canoe let's slow down let's focus on each other as opposed to focusing on whatever's on that computer screen right now so i i think we've laid out actually some pretty good challenges and we didn't have anything in mind when we started this but step one here's challenge number one return any correspondence that comes to you so if somebody calls you yeah if somebody calls you within 24 hours yeah call them back within 24 hours if somebody texts you text them back if somebody facebook messages messages you message them back and give yourself whatever time frame makes sense in your mind but make sure that you get back to them just so that they feel valued because you would want the same thing from them if you were trying to reach out to them so that's a pretty simple thing to do i think the other big challenge that we could focus on here is just like Jesus, when somebody comes to you, whether it's your kids, friends, or a complete stranger, and they're asking for your attention, try to give it to them. Like take this entire week and try to give them that Mm, attention. And I dare you to give them that attention until they are done. Not till you're done, (laughs) until they're done. I think that might be challenge enough for this one (laughs) podcast. If we can accomplish those two things, return any correspondence that comes to you. Can I add one more? Sure. I mean, threes always feels like a better number. If you have something that you need from someone else, ask them how they're doing and how their day is or how their month is going or how their week has been before you just get in there and ask for your need or your want. Like, Just make sure that you're taking care of your friends and loved ones and you're honoring their lives by seeing them and asking Ooh, them like how they're doing. Before so you need, before you ask for anything, ask yeah. people how they're doing. We talk about that even in our prayer life. When we pray, we we tell God what we're thankful for. We try to lead with that. Like, right. Oh my goodness, I'm so thankful for my family, for creation, for whatever's going on that week. And then we go in to ask what we want. And that's just common courtesy. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for what you need. Just make sure that you check in with that, whoever you're asking from first so that they don't feel used and abused. I love this so much about our youngest daughter. And she's brought this up more than once. We'll have like devotional time in the morning or prayer time or something like that. And she's like, God, I just want to ask you how you're doing. 
that's so good. <laughs> and I just love that she asked God that. Like, she'll start with that. And she's like, and I asked her about that one day. She's like, I just feel bad for God. Nobody asked him how he's doing. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, our kids are awesome. Georgia is a special little girl in so many ways. And she gets this stuff way better than most of us adults do. And she just was born into this world with it. So if you need a little help slowing down and call putting Georgia. people first, <laughs> call Georgia. She just got her first cell phone. I hope that doesn't change her. But um, yeah, so focus this week really focus your attention on not putting people last for the for the sake of your mission make sure that your mission in life is never uh, you know never trumps the mission to put people's needs above our own boy that's some good stuff we good just high fived yes we did <laughs> all right well Good luck out there in this world. Slow down, put people first. I guarantee you it will change your life as you just force yourself to put people's needs above your own. Happy walking. As always, when you're going after your dreams, make sure you take a break and enjoy life. My favorite way to do that is on my front porch with my wife, my friends, and my favorite infinity beverage. You can go to www.infinitybeverages.com and order online and they will deliver directly to your door. That's Infinity Beverages, proud sponsor of Jesus Never Ran and Dreamers Everywhere. And of course, if you need a little help getting from where you are to where you're going, go to www.jesusneverran.com and join The Walking Club. The Walking Club is a monthly video series that will take wherever you are and help you to get wherever you want to be. We'll see you next week.